Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Beth Bond coming to you live from Decatur, Georgia with Speaking of Green. And today we are going to learn how GP Pro, which is uh, Georgia Pacific, is making the world's restrooms more sustainable, which I think is sort of cool. We, we talked about toilets, but now we're going to talk about the entire restroom. We're so honored to have John McCulloughay, McCul- who's a Vice President of Sustainability for North American Consumer Products for Georgia Pacific. He is um, actually out in Arizona today, so we really appreciate him calling in because it's a little earlier there. He is um, responsible for the sustainability and corporal social responsibility programs for uh, Georgia Pacific's consumer GP Pro and non-woven businesses. John works to develop collaborative relationships with Georgia Pacific customers, helping them to achieve their sustainability objectives by developing insights, building costs, and value advantages into Georgia Pacific products, and providing assurance that GP is responsible in an ethical response. Supplier. John serves on in a leadership capacity for several industry associations, including the Food Surface Packaging Institute, INDA, and the Sustainability Consortium. He is, in his free time, I don't think you have any free time, John. Um, John <laughs> volunteers with the Boy Scouts of America and is on the board of directors for the Junior Achievement of Georgia. He lives in Atlanta with his wife and two sons. Welcome. Beth, I'm glad to be here. So you're out at Green Biz, which is really exciting. So I'm really thrilled that you took um, some time with us this morning because I know that means you're busy. And um, we were talking a little bit before we got on the show about all the exciting things happening with Green Biz. But um, interestingly enough, we here in Georgia probably don't realize a lot um, about what Georgia Pacific is doing in regards to sustainability. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what, you know, what y'all are doing in general, and then we'll go on and talk about um, some of the more detailed stuff. Okay, great. And so you, you mentioned the, the different businesses that, um, that, that I support. So GP in total has three primary businesses. We've got a building products business, we've got a packaging and cellulose business, and then we've got a consumer products business. That consumer products business both serves the retail and then the B2B market. So we make things like um, towel tissue napkin, uh, food service items like cups and plates, uh, copy paper, um, non-woven products. And so a lot of these products tend to be um, low-cost, high-frequency purchase. And so our customers um, tend to be, um, you know, focused on and try to understand how can they be sustainable in those types of products. So we're seeing that um, sustainability is becoming more and more important uh, to those. You know, product performance is, is, uh, remains critically important, as does, um, as does cost. Uh, but people are looking for more sustainable products, and so we're uh, trying to find ways uh, to provide that with them, build more sustainability into those products, and then uh, help them manage their facilities uh, more sustainably themselves. That's awesome. Now, you specifically have um, sort of a, a focus on the building side of things. So tell us what the, what you think the future of sustainability practice in buildings is going to be like. Um, sure. And you, uh, we sell to a variety of segments, whether it be healthcare or food service, but office buildings 
is a, a very large segment for us, and it's a, a segment that continues to grow. As we start looking at sustainability practices and where things are going, I think one of the things that we try to remember is that a, a building, when we're talking about buildings, we're talking about a, a business. And like other businesses, they have uh, a number of stakeholders that have different objectives. So, for example, um, GP uh, happens to own a building. We've got a million-square-foot uh, building there on Peachtree Street in Atlanta, and you know, there's a number of stakeholders who are involved. So GP is the building owner. We've got uh, Jones Lang LaSalle, who um, was contracted to do building management. We've got ABM, who does uh, janitorial supply. Um, although we occupy much of the building, we lease it out to other tenants, and then there are thousands of people who come to uh, work and visit that uh, building every day. So you've got lots of different stakeholders who have needs that um, that we're trying to meet. And so one of the things that we think all businesses try to do is to really help people to improve their lives. And we do that by providing products and services that are valued more than, um, than others. And so if you think about each of these businesses and what they're trying to do in, in a building, what they're trying to do is attract and, ret and retain uh, the right employees who are going to create the right amount of uh, value for uh, for their customers. And sustainability is becoming a more and more important criteria in terms of um, companies that people want to uh, work for, places that they want to work, um, uh, space that, uh, that they want to rent for their businesses. And so we look at, in a building, for example, what are uh, some of the key areas. And so in our product categories, um, we look at um, how can we help um, these buildings consume fewer resources um, so that, you know, it eliminates uh, or, or helps to eliminate their waste. It helps to ensure that more resources are available in, in the future. And then what's that image? You know, people want to do business with uh, companies that they believe are ethical and responsible. They're asking more questions about a company's practices. Uh, they're seeking to uh, make sure that they're using products that uh, that they're being sustainable. So we want to be able to understand those trends. We want to work with the decision makers at the buildings, whether it's the the owner, the janitorial company, or the um, the property management company, so that we both share our knowledge and help them understand trends, but also learn what they're trying to do, so that we can uh, do a better job servicing them. So, what are the trends? Uh, so in our product categories, we see four kind of primary trends. Uh, one, as I mentioned, we're in a kind of a low-cost, high-frequency product category. I mean, we're not selling IT systems or HVAC. We're selling toilet paper and, and towels. So in those different purchase categories, um, not only are there more alternatives that, that are out there, but it's an area where uh, people can make – uh, sustainable decisions that are visible to um, to the tenant. So that first ten trend is really that um, our consumer insight work suggests that sustainability is of increasing importance in the product categories that um, uh, that we participate in. Uh, the second trend is about meeting uh, product expectations, and our belief is that is continuing to become more complex and will do so in the future. We're trying to satisfy a number of different um, constituents. It's not only the people who uh, issue the POs, um, but there are legislative issues that we need to understand and make sure that we're compliant with. There's pressure from 
outside organizations, NGOs, uh, people of those of, of that nature, and um, that's putting expectations into products, whether it's recycled content or certifications or things of that nature. So we kind of view that second trend as an increasingly complex um, uh, product expectations. Um, the third is we're seeing stakeholders are becoming more and more concerned about the resource intensity of our product. When you're making paper, uh, it requires the use of, of wood and water and energy and people. And so um, people want to know to what degree are we taking care of those resources? What, to what degree are we using those resources uh, efficiently? And so we have to watch our resource use. We need to be responsible in using them, and people want to know about it, which you know, kind of leads to the, the fourth trend uh, that, we're, that we believe continues to grow, and that is both consumers and customers want to ensure that they're doing business with uh, responsible and ethical companies, and that's creating an increased demand for transparency. So uh, it's everything from corporate social responsibility, how are we treating our employees, what kind of neighbor are we in the communities where our operations are. People want to know about uh, how much carbon uh, is being uh, uh, released from our facilities, how much solid waste we're generating. Uh, they want to know about ingredient safety, uh, all those kind of things. So that growing demand for transparency is a big trend uh, that we're trying to uh, be responsive to. Well, um, and I'm going to dive a little bit deeper, like on the recycle. So I actually am like, you know, it's toilet paper. Why shouldn't it just be 100% right. recycled, right? So tell me, tell me about, like, what kind of, what kind of questions and demands you're getting about the content of paper towels and and toilet paper in regards to recycled okay. content? Right. So there are um, uh, a number of different uh, choices that you can make in terms of the of the of the fiber that's out there. There's um, virgin wood, and then there is uh, recycled content. And so, uh, depending on the product attributes or the message that you know, you're trying to convey to um, uh, your customers that, you know, you can do both. Uh, GP Pro uh, tends to be uh, more focused on the uh, recycled side of the business. Um, we as a company, um, just GP Pro, GP as a larger company consumes much more than this, but GP Pro itself uh, consumes almost a million tons a year of waste paper uh, to produce the towel tissue and napkin products that we sell on the market. Um, that's a million tons of, of, of product that's used to make over 140 different items, each of which has greater than 95% recy recycled fiber in that. And that's a million tons of fiber that's diverted from the landfill. So, you know, using recycled fiber conserves resources, it helps to um, lower our energy needs, uh, things of that nature. And so the recycled content is a piece. The other piece of it that we believe is important is um, helping to control uh, consumption in the first place. I mean, the best way to uh, use a resource efficiently is to not have to use it in the first place. So we focus a lot on the design and development of dispensing systems, and those dispensing systems help to reduce the amount of towels, for example, that um, are needed to dry a certain amount of hands. Now, I've I've seen um, more and more often um, sort of the they're, they're Georgia every time I um, I feel like every time I'm in a public bathroom with a, a, a paper towel dispenser now it's you know you wave your hand in front of Georgia Pacific so I, I'm really curious because 
you know, paper towels, old school paper towel things, you know, they just, they cram them in there and you pull out 27 and, you know, you feel like you have to wipe down the entire bathroom because now you've wasted 27 paper towels. So, and right. I'm just curious about the usage rates. So with with the, the way of the hand and they dispense one paper towel, what kind of usage rates, I mean, I'm assuming that you saw people using less because there weren't all these sort of issues of pulling them out of the dispenser. Yes, and that is one of the main value propositions of our in-motion towel dispensers. And so what we've seen and we've done uh, use of studies is that if a facility moves from uh, folded towels, which to your point are either um, you know jammed into a dispenser that's hard to get one out or they're laid on top of the, um, of the sink and, and liable to, um, uh, to get wet, is, is a 30% reduction in consumption when you move to uh, our in-motion system. Uh, the system has some functionality to it that allows the building to optimize its use. So, for example, you can change the length per dispense, which somewhat count- is somewhat counterintuitive because sometimes a longer towel results in uh, using less. And what I mean by that is you can set it for uh, 9 inches or you can set it for 12 if you set it at 9, somebody may use 2, so you're actually using 18. When they set it at 12, they may take 1. So the longer setting sometimes results in the, the uh, smaller amount of use. And so we give the building the opportunity to adjust those settings so they can play with them to see what results in the, um, the greatest uh, usage reduction possible. That is so smart. Hashtag smart. Um, I, I would agree. <laughs> because I, when I saw them, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is actually going to help reduce waste. And, um, yes. I, you know, I spend a lot of time people saying, well, recycle. And, look, I'm not saying not recycle. I'm, you know, recycle everything. Um, I, I look like a, um, a crazy person sometimes because I walk out because, you know, I go to an event and there's no recycling, so I'm carrying recycling out with me. But the first part of that mantra is is reduce, reuse, recycle. Yes. <laughs> People think it's recycle, 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 but it, the first one's reduce. So, thirty percent savings. I mean, that that is such a an asset to anybody who's managing a building or has to do that kind of purchasing. Yes, and, and you know one of the big goals that buildings often have is uh, lead certification. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I mean, our product can help those buildings earn points towards lead. The recycled content or the third-party certification of the sheet um, is a criteria that um, is used in lead. Um, we've got other products that are focused on you know, reducing the amount of packaging or optimizing the, the amount of product per packaging that uh, helps the building as well. So it's looking at what their objectives are and what can we do to help them. Well, and that's good to know that they get points for using these products. And I guess the other thing, you keep on talking about third-party certification. I mean, of course, there's a couple of different ones. Do you feel like your customers are leaning towards one, or did you just get certified by both, or how how did you all solve that problem? Uh, So we've got a number, and so what we need to try to do is work with our customers to, first of all, understand what their objectives are and then how we want to provide that, Um, you know, one of the things we believe about, um, you know, certification, certification is an um, indication or a, a validation of performance. And, you know, it's, it's our practices that are the performance themselves. 
and then we go out and we solicit the third-party certification that helps to um, to validate that level of performance. And we look at it in a couple of different areas. So one, you know, being a paper company, there are certifications that are focused uh, specifically uh, around paper. And so um, uh, SFI and FSC tend to be the two um, most well-known certification bodies that are out there, and we have both of them. Uh, they provide um, uh, programs both for the use of uh, virgin paper as well as the use of recycled paper. Uh, we also have certifications that are focused upon the manufacturing process itself. So two of the better known programs that are out there are uh, Green Seal and um, EcoLogo. And again, we have both. And so we provide um, uh, a number of products that have either or both of those items. Uh, we've got some facilities who prefer Green Seal, and that's part of their spec when they're issuing a, uh, uh, an RFP, and we've got others that um, prefer EcoLogo. And so we find that optionality is, uh, is helpful in um, addressing those needs. There are others. Well, I think it's oh, – sorry. I'm going to say beyond – I was going to say, I think it's so there, interesting that hmm. – I'm sorry. I, I, I thought you had stopped again. I was just saying I think it's so interesting, that, and, and this is not something that's in the front of people's minds – but it tells you how much the world has changed that when the purchasers have to go through and they have to meet certain certifications because, I mean, that conversation was not happening 10, ten years ago. Oh, it's a big part of the conversations that we have with our, with our customers now. And you know, I, I understand their, their motivation is, you know, we think, you know, we look at the world from a toilet paper-centric point of view, if you will, where – the people who are buying our products are buying a whole host of products. It could include food and, um, you know, office supplies and uh, cleaning chemicals. And so, uh, in order to, you know, buy a suite of items that's that broad, you know, they need those indicators that the the product that they're buying are sustainable. And that's one of the the benefits that a, a third party certification or third party validation provides. Right, and I I think it's awesome that there's so many people who are are asking for it. But from your standpoint, it provides a little bit of challenge when you've got customers asking for one or the other. It it does, and so it's it's a little bit of a balance. And so, you know, there are costs that are associated with both achieving and maintaining uh, these different marks. Uh, but there is value that the market has. Um, you know, assign them, and so you know we look at uh, what is the cost, and there's both direct cost and indirect cost of of maintaining those certifications, and then what is the value in the marketplace for the benefit that and the assurance that the purchasing managers have um, as a result of having that choice when they buy products from GP Pro. Right. So I'm sure you hear all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> Out in, in in the world when you're going through uh, your day to day, I'm just curious about what some of the common like sustainability myths are when you're out in the the work work space. Yeah, I guess maybe um, there's a couple that um, that come to mind. Um, one is uh, you know people believe that there is kind of a a one specific and straight and true uh, path to sustainability. Uh, you know, sustainability is about trade-offs. It's about how well a product performs, how well it costs, and its impact on the environment. You need to consider all of those. You know, we are in a 
disposable business. We make single-use products, products that are intended to be used once and then, you know, disposed of. So, you know, one of the questions that we have to ask ourselves is why does our product even exist? And so if you look at some of the products that um, that we offer, you know, we help to promote hygiene. We help to enable convenience. We help to enhance the image of a facility. We help them manage their operating costs. And we help them to promote sustainability. And so uh, we have to recognize that there are different ways to get there. There are trade-offs. Different facilities make different choices based on their unique situation. So it's not one path is right and the other is wrong. You've got to make the best decisions that you can given your overall goals and the information that's that's available. So we work to help our customers understand what the trade-offs are and to, to make valuable choices. So there's lots of different ways to get there, and it's not about right or wrong. Um, another myth. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm sorry, go on. No, go ahead. Let's finish on that one. I was just going to say that um, I um, serve on Gipple, Georgia Interface Power and Light, with Jim Hartsfeld, who is the first director of sustainability over at Interface. And oh, he yeah. was talking about sitting down with Walmart and how, you know, reinforcing what you're saying, that there's 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 millions of choices. Like everyone doesn't have to make the same choice for us to be more sustainable. What everyone has to do is change the way they're doing it. But, you know, if you choose energy and you choose, another person chooses recycled paper towels, it all actually works in aggregate to help. And so I have a picture. I do a presentation on climate justice, and I have a picture of Sully from Monsters, Inc., where he's going through and there's all those doors. <laughs> I'm like, to show, you know, sustainability is about choices. So I love that you're reinforcing right. that idea. Yes, and when you were going through my bio, you talked about uh, one of the things that we try to do at GP Grow, and the first was developing collaborative relationships with streamers. And the reason that we do that is twofold. You know, one is to both share our knowledge and help to inform their sustainability strategies. And, but more importantly, it's so that we can learn what they're trying to do so we can help them. So Walmart's goals are different than Starbucks' goals, which are different than Hilton Hotel's goals. Um, each of their sustainability goals are relevant to their markets and to their stakeholders. So our offerings need to be flexible enough to satisfy each of them as well as all of our other customers. Well, and I love it that you're thinking holistically, like, you know, like, we know who our customers are, and we want to know how we can help them solve their challenges. Because I'm pretty sure that everyone in America agrees we don't want to get rid of toilet paper. It may be single-use, but we don't want to get rid of it. So um, not to be a little too bathroom-talky, but. <laughs> That's our business. I mean, it, it, there's a, a societal value that our products serve, and we are proud to make them. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm just curious, um, we're almost out of time, and I want to give you a little time to give us some contact uh, info, but do you have any final tips, like, for office and building managers, like what they need to be thinking about making their restroom more sustainable? Um, you know, I guess a, a couple things to think about is, you know, we do some consumer research in different segments, and office buildings is, is one of them. And one of the things we hear pretty frequently is that a – person's opinion of a facility's restroom has a huge influence on their opinion of the facility as a whole. And so it's an opportunity there to reinforce your image. It's an opportunity to um, demonstrate that you care about your, uh, your tenants and you, you care about uh, the people that visit your facilities. And so you want to um, think about running your restroom that way. Um, sometimes people think of, of – operating supplies, which 
is what we provide as just a, a cost side. But you're, you need to think about um, uh, the image that you're conveying to um, the people who are, are paying the light bill. Um, the other thing that I would uh, ask people to continue to think about is, is, is there a difference between uh, you know, being quote-unquote green and then being uh, sustainable? I mean, yes, you want to uh, reduce your environmental footprint. We work with our customers uh, to do that, but you know, don't lose sight about why these products exist and how they, um, uh, how they uh, help to make people's lives better. Right. Well, John, I have enjoyed our conversation, and I'm like thinking of all the buildings I'm in on a regular basis, and I'm going to contact and say you need to change your paper towels because you can reduce your paper towel usage by 30%. Um, so we really appreciate your insight and your time because I think this is so important. And these are the kinds of things that people don't think about, right? It's the little day-to-day things that when you, you know, then all of a sudden 30% reduction in paper towel use, right? And so what the work you all are doing is clearly very, very important, and I, I really appreciate it. If people want to get more information about GP Pro, where can they go? Uh, probably the best place is going to be gppro.com. Well, well, that was easy, wasn't it? <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. John, thank you so much for your time, and um, I look forward to meeting you at some point. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Beth. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. So I love it that a company that we might not necessarily think um, is doing their part for environment is doing such a huge – I mean, if you think about how many paper towels – now, I know that, you know, uh, the argument would be that there are, are hand blowers, and that's probably the best thing because it reduces the waste. But the reality of it is is hand, hand blowers – you know, some people use them and some people don't. Paper towels are not going away, and so why not use a recycled content paper towel and a machine that reduces 30% of the usage? Um, what I mean, what a great tool for, um, you know, places that have heavy usage like churches and, and office buildings. I'm, I'm clearly very excited about going out and telling everybody about these paper towels. The other thing, of course, is, is and I will have a link in the show notes, is I did a thing like if you're going to use toilet paper, which, of course, I'm all about using toilet paper. Um, you know, why not use 100% recycled content toilet paper? Or, and if you can't find that, then, you know, to use um, recycled content toilet paper of, of some magnitude. So, I mean, I just ha- – anything that uses just virgin um, paper for toilet paper, just it doesn't make sense to me anymore. So, um, you know, uh, I have found 100% recycled toilet paper for home. But, you know, it's important for me if I'm in a building to know that the – Building management took took the t- care and concern to provide something like that. So, because um, you can't recycle toilet paper, let's be honest. Anyway, so thanks so much to John. I just love that he's doing such great work with uh, George Pacific and and helping us to reduce, reuse, and recycle. And um, I will look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Speaking of Green. Now, please remember, we have the Southeast Green uh, Business Directory listing, which is a great way to get in front of our audience. It sits there forever. It's a a small one-time fee to get on the directory listing. And Southeast Green, the website is there serving you news 24 hours, seven days a week on sustainability and living green. So thank you so much. to all our viewers and listeners because we, we would not do this with, if it was not for your support. And we are signing out with Jeff Hickson, the Heretic Slice of Peach. <laughs>